Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Welcome back to another interview episode of the More Than Social podcast. I am super excited about this one. And the reason why is because I think this is really going to help you strategize an entire strategy for your business to really start growing it, leveraging different types of social media platforms or digital marketing paid advertising platforms. So today I have Chelsea joining us. Chelsea is a Google ads expert and I work closely with Chelsea with some of my clients, but I've also known Chelsea since high school. Now I want you to think about this. Think about if someone went onto YouTube and they googled how to dye my hair at home. Then all of a sudden they're looking at tutorials on YouTube and they're starting to learn something. But at this point they're not necessarily buying anything. They're just trying to figure out if it's even possible to do it themselves. Then that night they go on Facebook and they're just scrolling Facebook and all of a sudden they see a post or an ad that is talking about the best hair dye that you can use for doing your own hair at home. And then they pop on over to Instagram the next day and then there's the hair dye that they can actually buy and they actually get a discount code. So they click on it, but they don't do anything just yet. A couple days later, they're scrolling through just a random website, has nothing to do with dyeing their hair, but all of a sudden, they see another ad that says, the number one hair dye that is super easy to do from home. They click on it, and then they purchase. That's how you start to leverage social media ads, YouTube, Google, and you have this holistic approach. That's what we're talking about today. So let's dive right into the episode, and let me introduce you to Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I am super excited to dive into this episode because I know that we have a lot of knowledge to share from a paid advertising standpoint. But I did do a quick little introduction for you before we jumped on. Why don't we kick off this episode with you sharing a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and even how you got to where you are today with your agency? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Chelsea. I run a digital marketing agency called Volume Media. We've been going for about three years now. And we focus mostly on senior care companies within North America. And that mostly actually started when COVID started. We noticed that senior care companies were really struggling. In-home care companies really wanted to step up as well to keep people safe. So it was an obvious thing for us to do. So yeah, we're a team of six of us now, which is super exciting. Um, My team is amazing. And I'm so grateful for them every single day because we wouldn't be where we are without them. So yeah, that's, that's Volume Media and the team. Amazing. And you actually worked for Google, right? In the UK? I did, yes. So a couple of years ago, I worked for Google when I was in Barcelona. Um, so I learned so much. I was actually working on the agency side. So it was for agencies in the UK, and I was helping them strategize and optimize their Google Ads accounts for their clients. So I learned a ton just about the agency world that way and, and how um, to work with clients and how to release you know, structure the account and because it's the the amount of things you can do in a Google ads account, which is similar to Facebook, obviously, as well. And um, I'm not super familiar with TikTok and the others, but there's like millions of things you can do millions of buttons you can press. 
and like millions of different ways to spend money. So it's definitely important to know what you're doing. And yeah, so that was a really great job. I also studied business communications. I've always loved advertising. And the funny thing is I tried to get into college for advertising and they actually denied me because in the essay to get in, you weren't allowed to have any spelling mistakes. And I assume, well, I probably definitely had a spelling mistake, so they didn't let me in. So I thought my advertising dreams were over, but I just went for it myself one day. I'm like, forget it. I don't care. I actually like love this and want to do it. So yeah. That's amazing. So then how did you go from working for Google into your own agency? Was it because you moved back to Canada or yeah, that situation? So- I always, when I was working there, I've always, well, first of all, I've always wanted to work for an agency. And I tried to get jobs with some of the biggest agencies in Toronto. And I was really only getting offers for, you know, unpaid internships and just really low paying jobs that like I, I needed more money to obviously pay for, for rent and everything. But I always wanted to be kind of in the agency world. Then I moved to Barcelona and I worked for Google, saw how the agency side was kind of working and discussed with some partners to start the agency. Then COVID happened and it really just put everything upside down. I then decided to continue going forward with the agency myself and just using kind of the network I had and referrals I had and just kind of going from there. And to go because I was doing more freelance stuff when COVID did happen and I moved back to Canada, I kind of realized that I wanted to just build something anyways. So I just kind of took the plunge and went for it, which was the scariest thing I've ever done. Yeah, it, it's scary. <laughs> it's terrifying. I did invest, though, in a program to help me do it because I wouldn't have done it without it. So Amazing. Yeah, definitely having those programs behind you to give you that push, but also just surrounding yourself with other people. I don't know if it was a group program or whatnot, but when other people are going through a similar experience than you, it's, it it makes it easier. It was exactly that. It's a group program essentially. And I just, I needed it. It was a decent amount of money, a good investment, but it paid off massively. I'm so happy. Amazing. Well, we obviously work with you relatively closely with our clients as well. And I can, I can say you are very good at what you do. So thank you for everything that you do for us. But also, thank you for being on the podcast. I can't wait for you to share a little bit more with the audience because I feel like a lot on the podcast, I talk a lot about obviously Facebook and Instagram advertising and lead generation from my side of things. Mm -hmm. But I realize the importance of Google. I could see the main differences between them, especially working with you with the clients that we do work on together. But for those of the people who are listening and they may not be really familiar with Google ads, like obviously everyone knows what Google is, but Google ads, maybe people don't know how it actually can impact their business. So do you mind giving a quick overview of Google ads and really what even makes it different from Facebook? Sure. So First of all, Google ads consists of the Google search network, Google apps like Android and iOS apps, partner websites that work with Google. So obviously, if you're kind of on a website, maybe like the New York Times or something, you you would see an ad there and that's within the Google ads platform and YouTube. So I think, first of all, a lot of people think maybe that Google advertising is just search when it's so many different things. Obviously, Google has partners and they also own other businesses like YouTube. So there's a whole strategy you can do just within the Google Ads platform. I would I would say the best way to explain the difference between 
Facebook, for example, and Google is obviously Facebook is social media. People are going there to kind of relax and maybe just spend time, right? That's not the same on Google, except for YouTube, of course. So obviously people are doing that on YouTube. But Google search, for example, people are there to actually look for something, right? Like, how do I color my hair at home or something, right? And then you want your color hair dye ad to show up first. That is someone who has an intent to actually buy. So that's really, really powerful. And of course, Facebook, it's not that they don't have the intent to buy, right? But it's not a platform for people to go on to actually buy something. So those are kind of the main differences. They're obviously two totally different networks. So it's not like, again, like I said, totally different people. It can be the same people, but you're getting them in in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to describe it as Facebook and Instagram. People are hanging out on their, you're hitting them at a different stage within their journey of the buying process where Google, they're physically ready to go. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. And it's also just a part of the funnel strategy at the end of the day, right? So you you never want to just stick on one thing, maybe because you've seen major success. That's super, that's amazing. But, you know, everyone is so complex these days. I know when I buy something, it takes a while. I'm going to see it on Facebook. Then I might Google it. Then I might wait a bit to get retargeted <laughs> on Instagram, you know? So it's a whole holistic point of view. Yeah, it's actually really funny from like our perspective being paid advertisers. If I'm ever going to buy something, I know that I'm going to be retargeted with a discount at some point in time. So I just kind of (laughs) wait. So annoying. It's funny, actually, there's a flower store. I don't know the name of it, but every time I use it, I get a text after if I'm if I'm too if I'm in the add to cart for too long and they give me a discount each time. So now every time I go on there because most people would forget that, right? But I noticed right away that that's what obviously they do every single time it's a tactic. So now I just sit in the add to cart and wait to get the <laughs> text message. Yeah. yeah. Benefits of knowing the background yeah, of how exactly. it actually works. That's funny. Saving money. <laughs> Exactly. Now, in terms of even like best practices, let's just pretend that someone listening, they're curious about even doing their own Google ads. Mm -hmm. What are some best practices that every new AdWords advertiser should actually remember? Okay, well, I mean, I guess, for example, Rome wasn't built in a day, it's not going to be an overnight success. Other than knowing the basics, you obviously have to know the basics, all the different types of settings, you have to know the main goal and how you're gonna structure the account, I would say in a funnel strategy. And that would also include how you're gonna put budget towards certain things. For example, like I said, search is an intent platform. That being said, just because someone is there, you know, searching for something, you might wanna target keywords like how to do this at home, right? Which you would maybe wanna show up for, get someone to the website and remarket them later, but it's not going to be a search query that is necessarily going to get sales for whatever it is that you're offering. So definitely know just the basics, obviously, of each of the different platforms and Google ads, how you want to use it, have a goal and a strategy. Remember, again, that room wasn't built in a day, it's going to take time, it's going to take tweaking, it's going to take looking into the account and, you know, not making too many changes, just like Facebook and watch for the wasted ad spend. Because like I said, Google is 
a behemoth of a platform. And it's awesome because there's so many things you can bid on. You can bid for specific days, for specific audiences. You can bid more for specific ages and household income. I don't want to know how Google knows household income, but they do. So all these different things, it's really easy to to waste spend. So that that those are the most important things to kind of watch out for. So let's talk about the actual keyword phrase. And I think that's something that makes Facebook versus Google ads different. Mm -hmm. So do you actually put in the full phrase of how to dye my hair at home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Pretty> much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So with Google, that's one thing because literally there people are going onto the platform and typing that. Where on Facebook, they're not doing that. No, but exactly. on Facebook targeting, it's that they're interested in hair color. Right, exactly. The audience targeting yeah. on Facebook is impeccable and I wouldn't compare it to um, Google in that sense. Like lookalike audiences on Facebook, I have heard, uh, you know, just great things. <laughs> and uh, Google has like uh, similar audiences. I haven't seen as much success and rave about those. So the Facebook audience targeting is not even comparable. But yeah, that being said, we, there's so many different ways you have to do as well keyword research like crazy you have to really get to know your customer how they're searching and then that gets included in the whole funnel process right so like okay they might first go to youtube and, and search how to dye my hair at home and then you want to target those keywords on youtube so that your ad comes up and that's going to be more of a branding situation right not a lot of people buy that way but it's a great way for branding so yeah there there is a few different ways that you can use keyword targeting as well I won't go into it because I feel like we'll be here for hours <laughs> you're, you're right in that exactly crazy now I know there's also like just with Facebook there's a million different types of ads that we can run mm -hmm. based on the goals that you're looking for so whether it is that brand awareness whether it is to purchase or call calls or lead forms or whatever the case may be what are the main different types of Google ads that people could run? So obviously the main ones are lead generation, form fills and phone calls and e-commerce. Those are the biggest ones, especially after COVID with the boom of e-commerce, it's just been crazy. There's amazing branding opportunities, like I mentioned before uh, with YouTube, also the Google display network, you could have your ad placed directly on like a health website if you are offering a health program. So that's fantastic. And um, app campaigns as well. If you have an app and you want to advertise for it, that's that's an option as well. So, but mostly it is form fill, uh, lead generation, phone calls, stuff like that, and e-commerce that we work with at least. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit more about call rail. So the calls, yeah. how does that actually work and how does it track? So there's a seamless integration, which I'm obsessed with these programs that just have seamless integrations with Google ads. And it's like a few clicks, you can have them speak to each other. And then you just need to set it up as a conversion in Google ads. And it will track in call rail, like all the call recordings, how long where the call came from everything. It's amazing. So does it actually listen to the conversation? Yes, I think you probably if you're advertising in the States, for example, there's a few states where that's not allowed. So I think you would need to just double check that. I don't know if CallRail will kind of let you know. Most of the calls I have been able to listen to have been in the UK and Canada. So yeah, definitely just check on that. But there's also call recording in Google Ads as well, which is very nice. It doesn't support all the phone calls for various different reasons. But a lot of them you can listen back to. So it's really perfect for reporting and, and all of that. 
Cool. So then the people that specifically call through your Google ads, yeah, it's only tracking those calls, right? It's not tracking any call that you have. So there's two ways that you can have someone call you through an ad. So the first one is a call extension and it's actually added onto the ad. And this is something that if you're on your mobile and you search, it will show up. And there's also call only ads. It's very kind of similar where it's just the, the phone number. And then underneath is a little blurb about the business and whatever. So if you click on that, it will call directly, which is really nice. The other way, of course, if you want to go to the website, then you can kind of insert a code onto the website where Google will change the number. And when you go on the website, Google changes that number. If you call that number, then Google can track it. So it works both ways. Cool. Cool. And tracking is a big thing for me and all my clients. The numbers tell us literally what's working, what's not working. And I'm sure you do the exact same thing, which is amazing. Yeah. That's honestly why I love digital marketing specifically, as opposed to, you know, newspaper. I don't even know if newspapers add a thing, (laughs) magazine and radio and all this stuff, right? Because you see numbers, you can actually you know, build a strategy from that. And you can see if things are working or if they're not. If you put up a billboard, it's, you know, sales could go up. It could be because of the billboard. I don't know. Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, that data is everything. Yeah. I I always talk about data. It's numbers. Like I'm such a numbers person and everyone's like, how do you like doing what you do? And I was like, it's a numbers game. It's literally, we can make a small tweak and we can see drastically how it changes. Absolutely. And not not being too crazy when you see certain numbers and making too many big changes all at once. You have to be strategic about the data that comes in and how to read the data. Like you can get all the data you want, but how are you going to actually read it and apply it to the campaigns for successes? The, the biggest growth I have made and continue to do all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Now, in terms of being strategic, so we talked about YouTube very, very briefly and yeah. how you understand the customer's journey. So I talk a lot about making sure you understand that one person that you're talking to so you really can picture exactly what they're doing, what their complaints are, what they're searching, where they're hanging out. Like you can literally close your eyes and know who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. So from a strategy standpoint, Mm -hmm. how do you intertwine that with your clients from a YouTube perspective to Google, but also do you do much with a strategy to bring in Facebook and Instagram? Yeah. So oftentimes it's interesting. We have a lot of clients obviously who run tons of Facebook ads And their brand search campaigns are the biggest revenue drivers, which obviously is a bit of a difficult discussion to have with clients because they're like, well, if it's brand, why are we spending on it? It should be a free click, right? But that being said, it is a part of the whole entire strategy. Often someone will see your ad on Facebook and then maybe they want to Google it. So then they'll, they'll Google, find your ad right away and then buy that way. So it's not, and often times there are competitors against you and your brand as well. So you kind of have to advertise your own brand, which sucks. You'll pay less for clicks than they are, but it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So that aspect is super important to know in terms of the, the buyer journey. And like you said, really understanding what they do and how they are online, how they act online. Are they going to be going on YouTube most likely? Are they going to do research most likely? Where are they going to do that research and all of that? So that would be one of the things to understand. Another is obviously audience building. So you can get a ton of traffic from Facebook or vice versa, get a ton of traffic from Google and retarget on 
both platforms. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's perfect that way as well. And at the end of the day, I'm a huge fan, especially because as you know, with reporting on Facebook, it's just gone haywire. And I haven't seen so much stress about reporting in my life. Google isn't the same, thankfully, because I, I was going into panic mode about iOS and all of this stuff. Um, and then I realized it doesn't, doesn't hit Facebook or Google as hard. But that being said, it is more most important these days to have a marketing mix strategy, like a holistic approach and really be on as many platforms that make sense. And like I said, as well, the customer is really diverse. You won't know at the end of the day exactly what they're going to do. So it's mm-hmm. really trial and error as well. Yeah, that's like nothing is ever guaranteed in the digital world. It's just a matter of we know the basics. We know yeah. the strategies that are working right now. Yeah. But I could place one thing on one client's account and then place the exact same thing on another client's account and it's going to work totally different. Totally different. And that's the most frustrating thing in the world to me because I would love to say like, yes, I can make you millions of dollars. But at the end of the day, it's also up to the client, right? How much budget they're going to give you, the changes they're going to make on their website, their sales team. Like it's not just you at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. but also, like you said, digital marketing is ever changing. It's impossible to give an exact number of what you're going to get. You know, there's averages and estimates based on what you've done and, and things in in the past and whatever and benchmarks but at the end of the day you can't promise anything which is super annoying but yeah 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 i get that now and even in terms of budget is there like a minimum spend that you recommend oh (laughs) so funny the budget question because i totally understand when you first start a relationship with a client there's basically minimal trust, right? Like you obviously when you have when you do sales calls with them, and you know, you build trust that way, but they are putting so much money into your hands at the end of the day, it's not free advertising, right? They have to obviously pay for your services as well as the platform and you are in control of that budget. So the trust factor, I think at the beginning is super, super low. That being said, it's really important to have as many like testimonials, case studies, honestly, anything that you can show to really explain how important budget is, because just stopping the ads, for example, midway through month is not great for reporting. It's not great for the platform because the learning period kind of dies and you can't really do any effective strategy with, you know, certain types of bidding strategies because they need time to learn. And then you're just pausing the ads all the time. So in terms of like a minimal budget, of course, it depends on the industry and it depends on the cost per clicks. And you can do research before if, you know, in the finance industry, cost per clicks can be anywhere from $5 to sometimes Google asks you for $90 just for one click. It's pretty scary. I've never actually paid $90 for a click, but I have seen big amounts. So put it into perspective that way. How many clicks do you want to get to your website? What's the conversion rate on your website? Then you can figure out, okay, from these many clicks with this conversion rate and this cost per click, then you can figure out your budget that way. So really kind of moving backwards, I think hopefully is the best answer I can give you for that. Because I know, I know. it's hard to give it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like even for me, and I don't know if you've seen a drastic 
change and even how much people have to spend over the last couple yeah. of years. But going back seven years ago on Facebook and Instagram, I would tell people, yeah, if you spend $5 a day, you're most likely going to get anywhere from five to 10 leads. Yeah. Now? No, no. Like, I wish it was like that. Like you right? can't get under a dollar leads anymore. I it's know. insane. I remember Facebook was so great that way. And Google was, but longer before Facebook. Facebook had a, a really nice streak up until very recently as well. So yeah, I, I understand it's it's an ever changing marketplace as well. And people are going on there and advertising against you and cost per clicks are rising. So it's yeah, you can't be you can't be short on the budget. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, I don't know if you get this, but people ask me, it's like, okay, I place an ad today. I'm going to be rich tomorrow. It's like, no, it doesn't actually work like that. (laughs) Oh, I always have to say before I start any business relationship, like this is an investment, just like you would make any other investment into any other thing. Right. So of course we have the experience, we have testimonials, we have case studies, we've done this before. We are experts. That being said, it is an investment at the end of the day. We can't guarantee results and really just hitting home with that because sometimes clients can be very obviously skeptical and then, you know, they cancel after a month because they haven't made, you know, five times return on ad spend. And it's, yeah, the hardest thing for sure. Yeah. But I mean, the ones that do stick it out, that's the ones that do see the the return. Yes. And honestly, the most important thing that I have noticed is to just be transparent and as communicative as possible with clients and really just letting them know all the time kind of what's going on without too much, of course, because then it's, they don't really care at the end of the day, right? Like they just want to make money. They want to see that they're making more money than what's going out. So, but just really being transparent about results and what's going on and just a steady uphill is super important as well. So yeah, it's a journey. That's how I like to say it. Yeah, it (laughs) is. It is. And you have to educate them as well a little bit, right? Again, not too crazy because they don't care at the end of the day, but you do need to educate them on digital marketing in general. And there's great ways to do that. You just have to kind of find the sweet spot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so speaking of sweet spot, where can people find you? (laughs) The best would be I love, love, love emails. (laughs) So if you want to send me an email, it's Chelsea with a Y at the end. So C-H-E-L-S-E-Y at volumemedia.com. And I'm super happy to answer any question that you have. If you have run campaigns before, you didn't see the results you expected, or you want to start with something, but you have no idea kind of where to get started, or even how to learn about Google ads, I can point you into some direction that way as well. And just get on a quick call. Totally fine. I'm always happy to to give advice because I know the people who took time to give me advice, they saved my life and really just made it what it is today. So yeah, that is one way. The other way, of course, is Facebook. We're on facebook.com slash balloon media. So you can send us a message there as well. We offer on our website, balloonmedia.com slash free dash audit. You can actually submit your account number there. And if you give us access, then we'll give you back an audit for free within 48 hours. So and what's an audit? So that includes really taking a look at the account. Obviously, the account needs to be running and we can see some data or even if you did just set up a few campaigns and you want us to take a look and see if you know, it's it's optimal or if you miss something or whatever. But just a quick audit that we send over. Okay, these are some things that we noticed. Maybe make these changes or you might spend a lot here or this is where you're wasting most of your money, stuff like that. 
cool. Amazing. Yeah. So you're helping, you're checking over their account to make sure it's set up right. Yeah. Amazing. That's awesome. Now I always end our interview episodes off with the same question. Uh So what would your biggest piece of advice for a fellow entrepreneur be? Oh, where do I start? I wish, honestly, I, I could have millions of things to say. Don't give up. I'm sure this is one that so many entrepreneurs hear over and over, and it has to be said over and over because the amount of times that we want to give up or are being told to give up are crazy sometimes. And then we feel crazy and it's like, oh, why don't I just get a job (laughs) and just get paid and go home? (laughs) So that being said as well, you really need to know your why. And it's not just you know, oh, I want financial freedom. I want to be able to stay at home. It has to be deeper than that because you're not going to keep going if it's just for those reasons. So that for sure. And also invest in a network of entrepreneurs and experts who have walked in your shoes. And it's going to be a big investment. It's going to be really scary. Do your research, obviously. Make sure there's the testimonials and reviews and make the investment because it will it will catapult where you are today and continue doing that investment. I made an investment a couple of years ago and it's incredible the amount of where I am today just because of the help I got in that group. And I'm still in that group paying each month just because it's a team of people who are in this in the same shoes that I'm in. And it's mm-hmm. just having that support and seeing people who actually are going through the same stuff that I am actually keeps me going as well. So those would be my personal advices for anyone who is an entrepreneur or or wants to be. Amazing. I love it. And like, honestly, the entrepreneur world can get extremely lonely if you let it. So having those people that are going through the same thing it just keeps it that much lighter for you, but also even fun. Yeah, absolutely. So fun. Like it's it's really funny when you can laugh about something that really was traumatic 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Someone else went through it, you know, 50 minutes ago. It's It's really, honestly, you're totally right in that it can be such a lonely world to be in. You need that support system 100%. Even if you're more of an introverted person or whatever, you still need in this entrepreneur world, you have to. So very important. Totally agree. And honestly, thank you so, so much for joining me today. I know that you gave a lot of information. I know that we could talk forever about this. We haven't even hit on the YouTube side of things. So maybe we can reschedule that and get into YouTube because there's that's definitely a whole other beast that people can be using using for their business to grow yeah I would love to and thank you so much for having me I love everything that you do I love seeing all of your posts and all of your videos and your reels and everything honestly you're you're an inspiration and just how you keep going as well so thank you for having me of course. And th- thank you for that. That was so nice of you. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Well, um, you don't these things. And it's true. Like it's everything I'm, I'm saying is true. And it's important just to let fellow entrepreneurs know. Well, thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And honestly, we will do this again. So guys, it's not the last time you're hearing from Chelsea, but definitely reach out to Chelsea if you are interested in Google ads, if you just want to strategize a little bit of how you can even bring Google ads into your strategy or YouTube as well. I know we didn't talk about it, but I promise I will have her back for that. But regardless, guys, thank you so, so much for tuning into this week's episode. I am so, so grateful that you got to hear from Chelsea. And one thing she didn't mention, she had a baby three days ago, which 
which is crazy that she still made it for you guys. So be sure to check us out on social media, tag Chelsea on Facebook or send her a message on Facebook at Balloon Media. And obviously you guys know where to find me at Lisa Ann Coaching on all social media platforms. Be sure to connect with us. Tell us what you like most about this episode. Share some questions if you have it. But regardless, I hope you guys have the best, best day today. And remember, pay attention to the different strategies that you can implement into your business. There's not only one strategy that fits for everyone. So don't get overwhelmed with all the options. Get excited with the options. But thank you guys and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week. Thank you.